0: Coming up on 5-Minute News President Biden makes surprise visit to Ukraine capital Jimmy Carter enters hospice care at home And more fatalities as another earthquake hits Turkey It's Tuesday, February 21 I'm Anthony Davis. Joe Biden swept unannounced into Ukraine on Monday to meet with President Vladimir Zelensky in a defiant display of Western solidarity, with a country still fighting what he called a brutal and unjust war, days before the first anniversary of Russia's invasion. Biden spent more than five hours in the Ukrainian capital, consulting with Zelensky on next steps, honouring the country's fallen soldiers and seeing US embassy staff in the besieged country. Altogether, he was on Ukrainian territory for about 23 hours, travelling by train from and back to Poland. The White House notified the Kremlin of Joe Biden's intention to visit Kiev hours before he departed for Ukraine, as the details began to emerge of how the US president pulled off his high-profile diplomatic coup. Meticulously planned over several months by a tight circle of key advisers, Biden's visit was described as unprecedented in modern times by his national security adviser, Jake Sullivan, on the grounds that it was the first time a US president had visited the capital of the country at war, where the United States military does not control the critical infrastructure. The visit came at a crucial moment. Biden is trying to keep allies unified in their support for Ukraine as the war is expected to intensify with spring offences. Zelensky is pressing allies to speed up delivery of promised weapons systems and calling on the West to provide fighter jets, something Biden himself has declined to do. In Kiev, Biden announced an additional half billion dollars in US assistance On top of the more than 50 billion dollars already provided For shells for howitzers, anti-tank missiles, air surveillance radars and other aid But no new advanced weaponry Former President Jimmy Carter, who, at 98 years old, is the longest-lived American president, entered home hospice care in Plains, Georgia, a statement from the Carter Center confirmed on the weekend. After a series of short hospital stays, the statement said Carter decided to spend his remaining time at home with his family and receive hospice care instead of additional medical intervention. The statement said the 39th president has the full support of his medical team and family, which asks for privacy at this time and is grateful for the concern shown by his many admirers. Jimmy Carter was a little-known Georgia governor when he began his bid for the presidency ahead of the 1976 election. He went on to defeat then-President Gerald Ford, capitalising as a Washington outsider in the wake of the Vietnam War and the Watergate scandal that drove Richard Nixon from office in 1974. Carter served a single tumultuous term and was defeated by Republican Ronald Reagan in 1980, a landslide loss that ultimately paved the way for his decades of global advocacy for democracy, public health and human rights, via the Carter Center. The former president and his wife, Rosalyn, opened the center in 1982. His work there garnered a Nobel Peace Prize in 2002. A new earthquake on Monday at 6.4 magnitude killed three people and injured more than 200 in parts of Turkey, laid waste two weeks ago by a massive quake that killed tens of thousands. More buildings collapsed, trapping some people, while scores of injuries were recorded in neighbouring Syria. Monday's earthquake was centred in the town of Defni in Turkey's Hatay province, one of the worst hit regions in the magnitude 7.8 quake that struck on February 6. It was felt in Syria, Jordan, Cyprus, Israel and as far away as Egypt and was followed by a second magnitude 5.8 tremor. The Turkish Interior Minister said three people were killed and 213 injured. Search and rescue efforts were underway in three collapsed buildings where six people were believed trapped. Police rescued one person trapped inside a three-storey building and were trying to reach others inside. It said those trapped include movers helping people shift furniture and other belongings from the building that was damaged in the massive quake. The February 6 quake killed nearly 45,000 people in both countries, the vast majority of them in Turkey, where more than a million and a half people are in temporary shelters. Turkish authorities have recorded more than 6,000 aftershocks since. The Syrian American Medical Society, which runs hospitals in northern Syria, said it had treated a number of patients, including a seven-year-old boy, who suffered heart attacks brought on by fear following the new quake. President Erdogan visited Hatay earlier on Monday and said his government would begin constructing close to 200,000 new homes in the quake-devastated region as early as next month. Erdogan said the new buildings will be no taller than three or four stories, built on firmer ground and to higher standards, and in consultation with geophysics, geotechnical, geology and seismology professors and other experts. The Turkish leader said destroyed cultural monuments would be rebuilt in accordance with their historic and cultural texture